Grace, mercy, and peace unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Today's Gospel reading is a rather a unique one. Jesus arrives at Bethany when Lazarus is sick, and he's deathly sick. And he loved Lazarus as well as Mary and Martha, who are known as the sisters. And they, they even sent for Jesus to let him know that Lazarus was indeed sick and could possibly die. And Jesus gives a very comforting answer. He says, this illness does not lead to death. It is for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. And if you remember from our gospel reading just last week with the blind man, this is very similar to what Jesus said then. The circumstances of the man who is suffering is suffering for the purpose of God so that he may be glorified. Once again, Jesus already knows what he is going to do, and he knows that what he will do will cause the Pharisees and the scribes to come after him and to put him to death. The works that Jesus is doing are being done so that Jesus could be glorified. Not by the fact that he is opening the eyes of the blind man or that he's raising a man from the dead, which are certainly great miracles themselves. But these acts will precede Jesus' glorification. His glorification of dying on the cross, which is his glory and his glory alone. The resurrection of Lazarus will testify to the fact that Jesus himself will rise from the dead, but just as he rose from the dead, no one, as no one was expecting, so too will he raise Lazarus from the dead when no one is expecting him to. Mary and Martha were expecting Jesus to come and visit Lazarus and to heal him, to save him from death. They expected a miracle to save Lazarus before he died. But instead of staying with Lazarus, Jesus turns to his disciples and says, Let us go to Judea again. Now, obviously, the disciples are not only just surprised by this fact that Jesus is leaving Lazarus' deathbed, but they're surprised by the fact that he's leaving him and going back to the ones who want to put him to death. And we can all imagine how the disciples, Mary and Martha, could have felt that day when Jesus left Lazarus on his deathbed. They expected Jesus to stay with them and perform some kind of miracle to save him from death. And Jesus doesn't even bother to stay with them longer than just a few days. Though he does stay two days longer. They must have been filled with shock. Maybe a little bit of anger certainly with disappointment that Jesus would not at least stay with them longer than that. Too often we are filled with the same expectation that God will do something to help our circumstances. Our sinful nature leads us to think that Jesus will act in the way that we want him to. We hold out with faith that Jesus will take our cancer away. We hold out with faith that Jesus will solve and provide for what we need in this body and life with, and helping us out with our financial problems. We think that we will need, that all we need is faith that he will do what we desire him to. 
And we pray all the more fervently and often. And yet, despite all this, we see that our circumstances do not change. And if anything, the circumstances may even go from bad to worse. It leads us to ask, where are you? Why did you answer my prayer? Why did this happen, have to happen in this way? And in the case of Jesus, or in the case of Lazarus, Jesus is gone in Judea when Lazarus died. Just two miles away. He doesn't even return for the funeral, because Lazarus had been in the tomb for four days when Jesus finally returned. Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus has died, and for your sake I am glad that I was not there, so that you may believe. But let us go to them. So Thomas called the twins, said to his fellow disciples, Let us go that we may die with them. Now when Jesus came, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. So when Martha had heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him. But Mary remained seated in the house. Can you hear the disappointment? Can you sense the anger? Thomas seems to be angry and disappointed, even so much that he seems to even make a sarcastic comment. Well, let us go die with him. He's going to get it from these women. Mary is certainly disappointed and angry. She's sitting at the house, not even going out to Jesus. And even Martha, who goes to meet Jesus, expresses her disappointment and anger, telling Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Instead, the ones that were planning to kill Jesus were the ones that came to Mary and Martha to console them. But Jesus was nowhere to be found. We respond in similar ways, don't we? We stop attending churches where we feel as though our felt needs are not being met. We get angry and disappointed with the church and the body of Christ when it does not console us in our time of grief and distress. We even become sarcastic being associated with Jesus, knowing that the world is not going to like this message that, the tr that Christ has to say, nor are they going to like what Christ has done. Therefore, we say with Thomas all the more, let us, go let us go that we may die with him. Our faith can so easily be shaken that we would rather distance ourselves from Jesus and his church than to cling to him all the more when he does not do what we would like him to do. We would rather separate ourselves from the church when we are disappointed and hurt by one another and to come near, trusting that Christ will restore unto us his salvation, because there is salvation, because where there is salvation, there is also forgiveness and life. When Jesus says to Martha that Lazarus would rise, she is ultimately thinking that Jesus is talking about the last day, with the resurrection of all the dead. Little did she know that Jesus was talking about that day. Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. 
Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God who is coming into the world. Martha, who is perhaps disappointed and maybe even angry with Jesus, still had faith that Jesus was the Christ. And she still believed that somehow, maybe in some way, Jesus could do something to resolve what had happened. She thought it would be on the last day. But that day that but that day Jesus would make would take her and Mary to the tomb and raise Lazarus from the dead. It's an important lesson. It's an important lesson for us. Certainly there are times in our lives where we get angry with God and express our disappointments. But our disappointment with God is out of our faith that God can do something about it. When he does the circumstance what he does about our circumstances in our life, though it may not be what we were expecting, they do demonstrate his glory and his power. And even in anger and disappointment, we must hold fast to the faith that Jesus is our Savior who won the forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation for us in his death on the cross. Jesus felt their hurt, pain, and sorrow. He loved them, and he loved Lazarus. He didn't want to see Lazarus die. He knew, that he, was, he knew what he was going to do and what was going to happen, and he knew what he was going to do to resolve it. All that had taken place was to be done for his glorification. It was to be done to bring Jesus to the cross. And so Jesus goes to the tomb of Lazarus. And he calls from Lazarus to come out of the tomb. Lazarus, come out. And Lazarus being bound with burial cloths comes out alive and well. You can just imagine the joy upon everyone's faces. The joy of seeing Lazarus alive overshadowed everyone who was angry and disappointed. What had happened was beyond that which we had hoped. Lazarus, rising from the dead, showed without a shadow of a doubt the authority over life and death that Jesus had. Jesus, in raising Lazarus from the dead, showed that he was the resurrection and the life that those who believe in him would live even though they die. And Jesus proved himself to be God incarnate. And we too find joy in the resurrection of Lazarus. Jesus, who loved Lazarus, Mary, and Martha, also loves you. And this is the graciousness that Jesus shows to those who love him. He loves them that he gives them life. He turns their sorrow into joy. Disappointment to satisfaction. 
anger to peace. And he does so through his death on the cross. A death that we don't have to face. A death that is now being put in motion because he's performed the greatest miracle of all to this point, of raising someone from the dead. His glorification was finally coming soon. And some of the Jews who had come to comfort Mary and Martha certainly saw these things and believed. But there were also some of them who went and reported these things to the Pharisees, to the Sanhedrin. And out of the fear, they would come to the conclusion that it would be better for one man to die for the people than that the whole nation should perish. From this moment on, the Sanhedrin would seek to kill Jesus. They would seek what will bring about Jesus' glorification, his death on the cross. The things that happened so far would be nothing as to what would be coming of Holy Week. Not only would one man be resurrected from the dead, not only would a few people rejoice, but as a result of Christ's passion, the resurrection of all the dead would be made certain. And all who believe in him would rejoice at his coming when he would call open all the tombs of those who have died. And then will all who have died will rise and see the Lord in his full glory and might. And all those who believe in him will certainly never die again. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. The peace that passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.